0: Seconds to go. Hurts firing for the end zone and a one-handed attempt. Oh, my goodness. A.J. Brown with an amazing touchdown. What up and scooped him. I thought he was going to throw the flat right here to Zacchaeus And look at that hands attack the ball in the air. Just the right hand bring it back into the body, snatch it out of the air. Oh, 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 goodness. well good afternoon good morning and good evening whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program welcome to philadelphia eagles talk with jeff eagles nation how does it feel the eagles now are seven and one after another victory over the washington commanders who once again somehow some way play over their heads whenever they play the eagles they're haven't been a good team against pretty much anyone else this year. But for some reason, against the Eagles, we bring the best out of that team. We bring the best best out of Sam Howell. Dotson figures out how to catch the ball again today. We've got to give him credit. The Eagles give him a couple of gifts as well, which made this game probably closer than it really should have been. Again, they just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. You got to be concerned about that, because if the Eagles want to make it all the way this year, they have to stop turning the ball over. And they did it again twice inside the red zone. Once at the three-yard line, once at the goal line. I mean, you just it's 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 frustrating to see that. Because um, you know, against the better teams in this league, you're not gonna get away with those things. You remember, they lost the Super Bowl last year because of their one turnover. If Hertz didn't fumble the ball right into the arms of the linebacker, Eagles were Super Bowl champions last year. That's the bottom line. They were the better team in the Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Eagles were a better team. Our quarterback outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Eagles should have won a Super Bowl last year. Why didn't they? The big turnover. And just one that slipped out of Hertz's hands. Today, Hertz loses the ball on the brotherly shove. Hasn't happened ever. I don't know what's going on with Washington. There's some kind of, like, curse. Over when these teams play with the Eagles, because just stuff that doesn't happen during the season just seems to happen against Washington. We're going to dive into this game. We're going to talk. We're going to give Washington a good amount of credit here because they played well. I don't think they need a quarterback in Washington. We'll get into more of that later. Now I know he doesn't play. Seem he doesn't really play well against other teams, but damn, somehow it looks like freaking the second coming of Montana against the Eagles. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, the bottom line is the Eagles get the win, thirty-eight to thirty-one final. Washington had a late kind of garbage touchdown at the end. Um, I tell you, it's uh, some of these games. I mean, it's just it's 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 tough to watch the Eagles sometimes because they're so much better than a lot of teams, and they play down to the competition uh, more than they really should. Now, this team is also good enough to play up to whoever they're playing to. They can win. If you want to have a grinded-out defensive game, the Eagles can beat you that way. If you want to get into a shootout with the Eagles, they can beat you that way. This is where the Eagles are good, but they got to stop turning the ball over. The only time they lost this year, they turned the ball over four times in the game. And today, they turned it over twice in the red zone. But we're still able to overcome Washington and get the win. But that's got to stop. That's the, the turnovers have to stop. So that's my biggest concern coming out of this game. We'll get into um, you know we'll, the breakdown a little bit, uh, a little bit more. Um, Washington had a good plan again against the Eagles because they can't block anybody. And if they went toe to toe and just kind of kept their offense normal, um, the Eagles probably would had another five, six, seven sacks. But they, I don't know why the Washington doesn't do this against every team because they don't have a good line, they should have this type of offensive formula against every team in the league. Because even the Giants got like, I don't know how many sacks that they got them last week. Uh, quite a few. Um, but the Eagles only got one sack, and it was very late in the game by Redick. It was a big sack at the time, because it kind of ended any chances that Washington had of coming back, really. Um, but otherwise, Eagles got pressure, but... Washington just had like a quick bubble screen game. They, they did that play a quite a bit, uh, ran the quick slants. But even – he did go downfield sometimes too. Uh, and the Eagles were not able to get to him. So, um, you know, credit Washington for the game plan. They um, they put on tape, you know, a formula how to beat the Eagles. And then when the Eagles turn the ball over twice um, – you know, the game's a lot closer than it should have been. But as you heard in the highlight, A.J. Brown, what more can you say about this guy? He just broke Megatron's record for the most consecutive 125-yard or more pass or receiving yards in six straight games now. He is now stands alone in NFL history. He's the only wide receiver to ever do that. Megatron was the last and uh Calvin uh Johnson that is for anyone who doesn't know who Megatron is. Uh did it five times and that guy's in the Hall of Fame. So, we're seeing a historic wide receiving talent here in Philadelphia. Once again, thank you Tennessee Titans. Uh and thank you, Howie, for pulling that trade off because this guy is unbelievable. His catch today, the one that I played with the highlight. So if you haven't seen the catch that I just played to start the show off today, make sure you get yourself to uh, you know your favorite, you know, website of choice and watch that touchdown catch because that was an incredible one-handed catch uh in the uh side of the, you know in the corner of the end zone just phenomenal so welcome everyone to uh Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff appreciate you tuning in and i tried to get uh we just weren't able to get our schedules together for the post game but uh for those of you who listen to the pregame content, podcast rather uh you know i had Johnny the commanders fan on and we had a, a really good discussion about the uh, outlook for this game and, um, you know, we, how we thought this was going to kind of play out. Talked a lot about the Washington uh, franchise. And we weren't able to coordinate uh, the post-game schedule, but we will uh, see if we can get him on at some point this week just to get his final thoughts about this game. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, it was a – Kind of a fun game to watch. Frustrating for I think Eagle fans, but I think he had to be happy with again how the Eagle, how the Washington plays the Eagles. I mean, I don't know what happens to these other games because Washington, you know, should be winning more than they are, um, and I don't quite understand why. Because if they can basically go toe to toe with the Eagles two games, now again this game I don't don't think should have been close as as it was. You know, the two turnovers in the red zone, the Eagles were going to score because Washington hasn't wasn't able to stop in the entire game. So those would have been two touchdowns. Um, but instead, there were two turnovers. So this game probably wouldn't have been as close as, as it should, but it doesn't matter because Washington still is able to move up and down the field in this Eagles defense, and not many other teams can do that. Not even the high-flying Miami Dolphins could do that. So I don't know what happens to Washington in these other games, but First of all, you can't lose to the Giants. That team is horrible. They just lost to the Jets. And now, <laughs> as I say that, the Eagles lost to the Jets. But, again, the Eagles turned the ball over four times in that game. Um, but, uh, so the Giants go down again today. And they also lost their backup quarterback. I don't know how long he's out. But uh, around the league, the 49ers lost their third straight game in a row. So, the Brock Purdy you know, to the Hall of Fame, uh, that that has taken an abrupt detour to Albuquerque. For all you Niner fans out there that uh, think this guy's the second coming. And the Chiefs go down to Denver, of all teams. The same team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. The Denver Broncos beat whoever called that one today. Should buy some lotto tickets. Um, nobody saw that one coming. So the Eagles, because of those two teams losing, now own by themselves the league's best record at 7-1. And And we now set our sights on the Dallas Cowboys coming to the link for the National Game of the Week Sunday at 4 o'clock, where yours truly will be there in attendance. Can't wait for that. The uh, atmosphere and excitement is going to be through the roof for sure for that one. And uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys won impressively today against the Rams, and uh, so they only have two losses. So that's going to be um, that's going to be a big time game. Dallas has a tie- now tied because Washington and I mean not Washington. Um, Kansas City Chiefs and 49ers both losing. Uh, Dallas now is tied with them for the uh, second-best record in the NFL with, at 5-2. and two. Although those teams might be 6-2, and two actually, because uh, I know Dallas had the bye. So I guess they don't have the second-best record. But in terms of losses, they only have two losses. So let's get back into the game a little bit. Eagles win 38-31, to trailed the entire first half. Uh, I don't know if that's for the first time this season, but it might be. I think it is, actually, that that was the case. So Washington got off to a fast start again, built a 14-3 to lead at one time. um, And Sam Howell, you know, uh, this guy impresses the heck out of me. I don't know. And I've said this already. I don't mean to repeat myself, but why this guy struggles against other teams, but just absolutely plays not just well. He plays impressively well. Um, he did miss a touchdown pass in the end zone to – I think it was McLaren. McLaren. McLaren did have one touchdown, and he beat his guy again in the third, I think it was. It was definitely the second half. I'm not sure if it was third or fourth quarter. But um, he just threw – he had a little over uh, overthrow there. And a couple of uh, the drops that I know a lot of Washington fans are blaming McLaren on, the second one was definitely McLaren's fault. First one was kind of a. I mean that that's not a. Uh, that should have been that one. I put more on Howell than McLaren. I mean McLaren, you know, he's good enough to catch those balls, no doubt. But um. And then Howell had the one bad pass that he uh, that Blankenship made the interception on. You know, so that one wasn't good. But otherwise, that guy was dropping it in the bucket the entire game, and making some big time big time plays. Uh. You know whether or not uh, Howell ever makes it in Washington or not, I don't know because again he doesn't seem to play well against other teams. But if they ever let that guy go, you know, let's say they draft another quarterback and they release Howell at some point, I'm not I'm not saying next year or even this year or, but I'm just saying even like five years from now if he's in the league and he's out there as a free agent, I guarantee you the Eagles will go after him as a backup quarterback, no doubt about it. So I can see Sam Howe at some point. And I'll make this prediction right now on the show. Sam Howe, I'm, I'm not. You know, I'll just say this because I can't guarantee anything, but it wouldn't surprise me as if, at some point in his NFL career, that Sam Howe is the backup quarterback here in Philadelphia. Just remember who said that, where you heard that first. Now maybe he's going to be a career, you know, commander for his entire career. That's possible. I don't. I don't know what, what's in store for for him. I certainly think the guy has done enough to to prove that he could start in this league. But, again, he only seems to play this well against the Eagles. So uh, I can't explain it. It's inexplicable. And we'll hope to have Johnny on at some point later this week to get his final thoughts on the game. Now we root for the Commanders for the rest of the season uh, against the NFC East opponents. We need them to beat the Giants, who they already lost to once. So the second game, we need them beat. And then I think they still have both games against the Cowboys, I believe. So we need the Washington to at least win one of those games, which they can do. Um, if they play like they do against the Eagles, there's no doubt that they could beat the Cowboys. All right, so A.J. Brown, unbelievable. The guy is just unstoppable. And how many players in the league can you really say that about? Well, he's one of them. You know, Tyreek Hill is another one. Um, There's only a select handful of weapons in the NFL that are players that are of that elite level where you just can't stop them. The touchdown, again, and the highlight that I played at the beginning of the podcast, when you do watch it, watch the coverage. I think it's St. Jude's that's on him. Perfect coverage. You could not ask for better coverage on that play and brown just made a spectacular one-handed catch and got his you know not even not just his feet but his knees down in bounds even the announcer was fooled and thought that it was incomplete <laughs> it was an incredible catch and uh and he made a couple others during the game too just uh, there was one um he was double covered and he and he beat the guys uh, i think it was the second touchdown two guys on him. And, uh, you know, he scored a touchdown. He's, he's just unbelievable. Uh, Devontae Smith had a big game too, one yard under 100 yards. for the, He had 99 yards for the game, had a touchdown reception himself, uh, made some uh, key catches throughout the course of the game, keep drives alive and so forth. Um, so good job by Devontae Smith as well. Goddard was kind of quieting me his catches, but kind of quiet. Gainwell, thumbs down for him. Uh, as I say that, though, he did at least – you know, keep his head in the game and made some really critical uh, catches, especially on the drive right before the half. It was after his fumble when the got the ball back. Uh, the second, the next possession is to say because the Eagles, you know, uh, when he when he coughed it up inside the, at the three yard line. Uh, the next, the Eagles got the ball back there uh, for their last drive before the half when they had the ball with like a minute and 50 seconds left or something. And Gainwell's was critical on that drive. So I got to give him his props for keeping his head in the game, not getting down on himself and making some really big plays. That was a strategy to get the ball down, to try to score before halftime. And, uh, and he made a lot of catches along the sideline just to keep those, you know, get those eight yard gains just to keep the, and get out of bounds. That was the key because he was going to be timeouts and the Eagles went down and scored a touchdown or I think he got a touchdown. I think it was a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty sure they did. Um, so, yes, they did score. Yeah, it was a touchdown. So, you know, that was key because then they got the ball back in the uh, second half. Now, they didn't do anything when they got the, their first possession in the second half. But, again, it set themselves up for the comeback that they ultimately uh, were able to pull off. Um. So, Hurts. Yeah, of course they scored because I think that TD actually was the, the A.J. Brown touchdown. Uh. So, um, Hertz had a great game. Over 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. Could have done without the uh, brotherly shove fumble. Uh, Something happened in the exchange. It's never happened before. The Eagles have executed that play so well. So, uh, you know, they weren't able to uh, normally get, you know, what is almost a guaranteed touchdown there on the one yard line. Uh, Hertz never really had the ball. We had it for a half a second and slipped out and then uh Washington recovered from it or recovered the ball and, and ended that uh that drive. It's hard to also win games when you turn the ball over twice in the red zone. That that doesn't happen often either. So the Eagles were able to overcome that today, and that's that's something to take note of. Um but again, Howell, even after the Eagles, you know, in that uh less than two minute drive went down and scored a touchdown, Howell gets the ball with like I don't know. It was like 30 seconds left and a half. Marches Washington down and they kick a 61-yard field goal. So, great job again by Howell to, to, to get points back before the half uh, for Washington. And again, this guy kicks the longest field goal in the history of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I think it's uh, Slyer or whatever his name is there. The kicker. 61-yarder. That would have been good, by the way, from like 68 yards. I mean, that thing had room at the end. It's amazing these kickers in the NFL now, how far they can kick this ball. Um, it really is impressive. But, uh, but of course, Washington's going to make it because they're playing Eagles. And just everything seems to fall into place for this team um, against the uh, against the Eagles. Um, I'm just looking at my answer. I don't want to forget anything. I talked about Gainwell, uh, the execution by Washington's offense. A lot of bubble screens. Mention that um, again. Quick passing attack, but there were times that Howell, you know, went deep. It's not like he just threw sh- uh, a lot of short passes, which he did, but there was a decent amount of uh, passes that he did, you know, stretch the field, go downfield, and Eagles were not able to get to him. Um, so, again, you know, Washington just uh, just seems to just have a lot of answers that a lot of the league does not in terms of how to play against the Eagles. Uh, Dotson, talked about him. He's had a down year. We actually talked about him in the pregame with John. We talked about how what the heck happened to him this year because, you know, he had a really good rookie season, a lot of promise coming into this season, and he has had a lot of drops, hasn't really done a heck of a lot. Uh, well, Played Eagles and he goes off for 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the guys, you know, he was dominant today. Uh, Logan Thomas had a touchdown. He played well also. in McLaren, you know, again, uh, had a touchdown. Could have had two. Uh, Howell just missed him in the end zone. Um, you know, he had a big game. Neither team was able to run the ball. Um, uh, which is also give Washington credit for because the Eagles have pretty much been able to run on anybody this year, Uh, but not against Washington. So uh, good jobs. Swift was stifled, Um, you know, and then they created turnovers too with the Gainwell well play. Uh, So very, uh, very interesting how that, uh, how this game kind of played out today. Uh, frustrating for Eagle fans. I I was frustrated again. I mean, this team, what frustrates you is the only team, the only way the Eagles could lose so far this year is if they beat themselves. The Jets game, had no business losing that game. Why'd they lose? Four turnovers. Today, had they lost this game, two turnovers in the red zone. One at the goal line, one at the three-yard line against a defense that the Eagles, that couldn't stop the Eagles otherwise. But fortunately, they were able to pull this one out. But it could have been another loss. And they would have had two losses in games they should have won. So, I mean, it's eventually going to bite them. It did bite them against the Jets. Uh, they got to clean this up for the playoffs. They got a long time to do that to get, you know, to stop these turnovers and, and fix that. Fix that part of the game that's really their only flaw right now. Um, defensively, I shouldn't say that. Let me back up. That's one of their flaws. Defensively, I mean, they play well and shut down Miami's offense, right? Who I think most people would say is one of the top offenses in the league. And Washington in two games has put up like 70 points against the Eagles. Almost 80 points. So I can't explain that, but they need to tighten things up defensively, obviously, you can't be giving up that many points. I mean, Washington does have weapons. It's not like the Washington Commanders don't have any offensive weapons. And again, I tend to think of how higher than a lot of other people mainly just because I've seen them kill the kill the Eagles now twice this year. Um but the guy impresses me. I think the guy can play. And uh, but they have McLaren. he's a top, you know, wide receiver. Uh Logan Thomas has always been a talented tight end. He's just always hurt. But when he when he's healthy, He's a very good tight end, so that doesn't surprise me. He had a good game today. And uh, and Dodson again, had a great rookie season. Almost had 10, ten, ten touchdowns his rookie year. I think he had nine or eight, something like that. Uh, showed a lot of promise. And then this year has really not done much and goes off today and shows the ability he has. And their running backs are pretty good. Robinson's a good running back. Antonio Gibson's a weapon out of a backfield. So – um, you know, Washington has guys that could, they could play on offense and we know how good the defensive line is. So again, there's no reason why Washington shouldn't at least be 500 at least, but they're not, um, well, maybe they could turn things around. I think they, even though they lost today, you know, the Eagles are the defending NFC champions. And this year, they have the best record in the NFL. And Washington has gone toe-to-toe with the Eagles twice. So they need to carry that type of confidence into the rest of their you know, schedule for the rest of the year. We'll see if they're able to do that. Um, let's hope that they especially do that against the uh, Cowboys. Because we're going to need them to be knocked off at least once or, or twice the rest of the way. The Eagles have a chance to do that themselves. Coming up again on Sunday, that's going to be a big game, obviously, that goes without saying. Big game, Eagles-Cowboys next Sunday. Um, Trying to think if I'm missing anything else for this game. Swift, by the way, one of the best runs I have seen in a while in terms of a guy, a a perceived tackler, zeroing in and coming in on a beeline to hit you. And Swift absolutely laid that freaking guy out. I don't know who the the guy was. It was a safety on, on Washington, and I don't know his name. Uh, maybe I'll talk to Johnny about that if I'm able to get him on later. But uh, if you guys haven't seen that play, it was late in the game. It was just before the uh, – the the it was very late in the game. It when Swift scored a touchdown. It was on that drive when uh, the Eagles went into the brotherly shove formation and they instead handed it off to Swift who had a touchdown. That drive, like a few plays before that play, Swift took a like a sweep off to the left he had, and the safety was coming in beeline to tackle him and nail him. And Swift just absolutely put his shoulder into him and plowed his ass over. One of the best runs, like physical runs that I've seen the NFL in a while. I mean, he put that dude on his ass. I love I love I love Swift. Love that guy. Uh, like I said, he later then scored on the um uh, Brotherly Shove play, but that was if you guys know what play I'm talking about, that was that was awesome to see. And then Julio Jones. Welcome to Philadelphia officially now, Julio. The go-ahead touchdown catch uh, in the end zone. What a throw by Hurts, too. He put a lot of mustard on that pass. Uh, and uh, so Julio Jones with his first touchdown as a Philadelphia Eagle, the future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, you know, the Eagles, there's no doubt, and we've said this, that – this is the best wide receiver tandem in the history of the Eagles and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, never once in their history have they had two guys this good. Most of the Eagles in my career watching the Eagles – not career. Who has a career watching the Eagles? In my life watching the Eagles. Um, they have never had anywhere close to being having two guys like this. Most of the time, they don't even have one guy. They had Mike Quick in the late 80s, early 90s. Then they had nobody. I mean, Barnett was a, I shouldn't say nobody. Barnett was a pretty good wide receiver. I'll put him in the pretty good category. But good enough. I mean, he's definitely was a pretty good wide receiver. Um, and then after Barnett, there was a long lull of absolute garbage at wide receiver. And unfortunately, that was when they had Donovan McNabb at quarterback. Um, so McNabb was never able to, uh, we never able to see McNabb with actual weapons at wide receiver until T.O. got here. And guess what? The Eagles went to the Super Bowl that year. I've talked about that before. But for the most of McNabb's prime career, he had absolutely nothing to work with at wide receiver. I mean nothing. All of his wide receivers would never have been starting on any other team in the NFL. That's just a fact. So there was that long lull there. We had the little blip of a year and a half with T.O. And then a long gap of, of not much there either. Deshaun Jackson... Was a really good wide receiver and a great weapon, no doubt about it. A big-time, long, deep threat. But he was never a number one wide receiver. But at least he was a dangerous threat that that other teams had to respect. No question about that. But um, there's been big-time gaps in between when Eagles have not had much wide receiver talent at all. And uh, now to see them with, you know, drafting Devontae Smith and then making a trade for A.J. Brown, who's playing otherly worldly right now. Uh, I mean, Brown keeps us up. He's going to have not only the best season ever as a Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver, but best, you best know, season out of any NFL wide receiver. Like, that's the type of season he's having right now. He's only like 60 yards away, I think, from 1,000 yards already. We're only at week eight. Right halfway through the season. Crazy. Crazy. And then, you know, we have Devontae Smith, who could be a number one wide receiver on any other team in the league, but he's our number two. Um, just, it's fun to watch. It really is. It's fun to watch. Um, some injuries in the game. Key injury was uh, Jalen Carter left the game with a back injury. So, you know, that's concerning. So, because he never came back in the game, he didn't play most of the second half. Uh, that's some, He came into the game already injured with a hamstring, so now he's got a hamstring and a back uh, issue. So we'll see they really could use him against the Cowboys next week before they're by. Uh, Jalen Hurts still playing injured. There's no doubt he was out there limping around again. He's definitely got a uh, something with his knee. Uh, There's reports that after the game that he uh, spent an hour with the uh, getting his knee worked on and treated. So... You know, got to get him through Dallas and then he'll have a couple weeks off there with the bye week. So, Uh, but Jalen's going to play through it. He's a tough guy. And, uh, but, you know, we got to get him back to 100% or, or at least close to it. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I just wanted to obviously touch up on the game, give you my thoughts on the Eagles' victory over Washington, the big game against the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. I'm going to have Matt on as a guest this week for sure to talk about that game. Uh, So make sure you tune in for that. You don't want to miss uh, that at all. As we, uh, as we talk and discuss, uh, give our thoughts on the upcoming big time NFC East battle against the Cowboys coming up this weekend. So thanks again for tuning in to Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff. Make sure you like share, subscribe, tell your friends about this awesome podcast that you've been listening to, spread the word, give it a rating, and uh, make sure you come back for the Eagles-Cowboys preview later this week. Until then, the Eagles with the best record in the NFL at 7-1. Enjoy it, folks. Fly, Eagles, fly. and We'll catch you later on this week. Take care, everybody.